Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The most remarkable political year was Alabama's. It began with the state senator Jeff Sessions becoming attorney general and it ended with a Democrat, Doug Jones, winning the election for Jeff Sessions' seat, the first Democrat elected to the Senate from Alabama since 1990, 27 years ago. For comment, we turn once again to Howell Raines. He's the legendary Alabama journalist and former executive editor of the New York Times. He also wrote an unforgettable oral history of the civil rights movement. It's called My Soul is Rested. Howell Raines, welcome back. Thanks, John. Well, the political year in Alabama began, you will recall, long before Roy Moore was in the headlines, when Senator Jeff Sessions was sworn in as attorney general after Trump was inaugurated on January 20th. Jeff Sessions had been the first senator to endorse Trump for a long time. He was the only one, and he was regarded by people like me as a kind of an outlier even in the Republican Party, kind of uh, irrelevant in the Senate. Is that fair? Who was Jeff Sessions before he became attorney general? Yes, that, that is fair. Jeff Sessions is a classic Alabama senator in the sense that he does nothing. And that is what is wanted by his constituency. And it's a, it's a peculiar kind of political vacuum in the New Deal, Alabama Senators John Sparkman and Lister Hill were very active in drafting health care and social welfare legislation, including the Hill-Burton Act that built rural hospitals nationwide. They were activists on everything except race, and they simply tried to ignore civil rights to the degree possible. But their legislative careers were distinguished. The National Defense Education Act, for example, was one of their creations, and it has funded, provided federal funds to uh, universities all over the country for the last uh, 50 years. Yeah. With the rise of uh, Reagan, really, in 1980, Reagan's victory solidified the foundation that Barry Goldwater had put down in 1964 when five Alabama congressmen rode his coattails to to the U.S. House. So Sessions comes along in that tradition of being innocuous yeah. and uh, uh, saying the right thing ceremonially, making sure that Alabama gets its fair share or more than its fair share of federal uh, spending on military bases and such, but a very innocuous figure and almost comical uh, in some ways. But he was, by all accounts, posters say, the most popular statewide figure in, the, uh, in Alabama, the most popular politician in Alabama. He did a signal service to Trump in 2016 when Trump was uh, just uh, one of the pack. He told Trump, come down here 
and uh, I'll, I'll help you in the primary, which he carried, and then come to Mobile, and we will have a very splashy public event. And that was that event that really launched Trump to the front of the very crowded Republican field. A lot of people were surprised when Sessions took the AG's job because, I mean, he's senator, he was senator for life, and he had been Alabama attorney general earlier in his career, so I suppose it was irresistible for him. And also he wanted to reverse Justice Department policy on a wide range of issues, particularly bringing in harsher penalties for drug offenses and rolling back the Justice Department Civil Rights Division uh, and its uh, enforcement of uh, voting uh, rights legislation. So he was a radical, intended to be a radical, retrogressive attorney general. And, of course, then when he got crossways with Trump, that was an astonishing event in that he actually did the right thing uh, by <laughs> yes. recusing himself from yeah. the Russia investigation. Since then... Trump has just pummeling him constantly, and yet he remains very popular in Alabama. And I think it's possible he may uh, run for the Senate again down here. So Jeff Sessions becomes attorney general. The governor appoints a replacement, a man named Luther Strange, soon to be forgotten. Um, yeah. A special election was called. And then in April of 2017, Roy Moore, who had been suspended from the Alabama Supreme Court since September, the previous September, said he would resign as chief justice in order to run for this Senate seat, which had been vacated by Jeff Sessions and now had Luther Strange as the incumbent. Trump endorsed Luther Strange. Who was Roy Moore at that point, before the sex uh, charges came out, and what did you make of Trump endorsing Luther Strange instead of Roy Moore? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a convoluted tale, again, a uniquely Alabamian in the clumsiness of its plotting. <laughs> and let's go back uh, to uh, Luther Strange for a moment. Luther Strange was the attorney general who canceled an investigation into the Love Gov, which is the name that was hung on Governor Robert Bentley, he and a fellow member of a, his Baptist Church Board of Deacons, uh, a woman, had a flagrant affair, and then uh, he got caught uh, misusing state funds. It was generally thought he was headed for prison. Luther Strange, as Attorney General, pulled the plug on the investigation, and miraculously, a few months later, Luther Strange is appointed to this vacancy by the uh, unprosecuted Governor Bentley. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, even for Alabamians, uh, that was uh, too much to, to swallow. One of the interesting features of post-Wallace Alabama is now that the Republicans have taken over Montgomery and they control the legislature and the governor's seat, they have proved to be even more adept at stealing and other forms of corruption than the Wallace crew was. Hmm. And so uh, the Speaker of the House, who's a Republican, that was recently convicted of, uh, uh, on corruption charges. But the Alabama establishment, particularly Alabama Power Company, our leading utility, and the Birmingham Bar Association and the trial lawyers, 
wanted very badly for Luther Strange to be the senator, and their reasoning was, of course, that he would, one, do nothing to harm them, and two, he would have time between his appointment and the election that we just had for people to forget how he got the, the job. Yeah. But as Alabama senior senator Richard Shelby, who I interviewed last week, said, that appointment uh, was tainted from the start. That left an opening for Roy Moore as a kind of folk hero candidate who does a, a kind of a Ronald Reagan cowboy imitation to overturn the, uh, the wishes of the Republican establishment. So in that sense, it was, uh, it was a comeuppance election uh, in which the populist Republicans defeated the candidate of the elite uh, Republicans. And, and obviously that set the stage for Roy Moore and Doug Jones' Senate race. Another element of the Luther Strange story that redounded to Moore's benefit was that Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump both publicly endorsed Luther Strange yeah. and gave him tremendous amounts of money, that, uh, Mitch McConnell's political apparatus did. And when Trump found out how bad a candidate he was, he was furious. And it's, again, a richly comical scene. He visits Huntsville, Alabama to endorse Big Luther Strange, which he did, and then he inserted into his speech, maybe I'm backing the wrong guy. Oh, <laughs> it was a Trumpian aside of, of, a, of a familiar sort. But anyway, uh, Big Luther was a terrible candidate. He's an innocuous, ambling sort of guy, six feet eight inches tall. He lives in the wealthiest suburb in Alabama. And the NRA put him in a series of very unconvincing ads, TV commercials showing him waving a pistol, and in one ad putting a silencer on his pistol as if he's going to zap somebody in the dead of night without making a sound. And it was uh, totally uh, unconvincing. So in any event, Roy, Roy Moore becomes a candidate, and in the election that uh, we just had, Doug Moore did a remarkable job of organizing Alabama. I think it's the best campaign in my lifetime, probably in Alabama, and that's not accepting George Wallace, who had the this kind of uh, rocket fuel of the race issue. There was no such issue in this campaign to help Doug Moore. He put together a beautiful nuts and bolts and high-tech and broadcast campaign. All the parts fit together seamlessly. And the Republicans in the state, of course, were shaken by the pedophile accusations lodged against Moore. And I think the Republican establishment in the state was queasy all along about Moore winning. And of course, then we had the dramatic intervention of Senator Richard Shelby on December 10th, two days before the election, in which he said he would not personally vote for Roy Moore. So looking back now, it's a couple of weeks after Doug Jones defeated Roy Moore, what are people in Alabama thinking? What What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking two things. First, let's talk about what Alabama Republicans are thinking. Yeah, They are thinking this is an aberration and that when Doug Jones is up for re-election in 2020, they will reclaim that seat with a more civilized kind of candidate uh, than Roy Moore was. 
uh, more is is finished uh, from the standpoint of support in the Republican Party. I think they may be counting their chickens way too early because more, I mean, I'm sorry, Doug Jones has proved to be a very adept campaigner, and he found a demographic seam in the Alabama population in which suburbanites are gradually becoming more and more prominent in Alabama elections. And while they're mainly Republican, nonetheless, that is a progressive segment of the Republican Party. And remember that in Houston and Atlanta, for example, the suburbs were the drivers of a more dynamic, progressive kind of government. Yeah. That, I think, is what we may see uh, in Birmingham. That said, Jones will have to, I think, do a better job of getting white votes. He, his 620,000 votes, uh, 56% were black. He had a better turnout than Obama, which is a tribute to really wonderful ground-level uh, organization. But he also got 275,000 white votes. And Republicans right now don't seem to understand that that is a formula that could dictate future elections in Alabama, getting the educated suburbs and a newly energized uh, black vote. Howell Reigns, the legendary Alabama newsman. It's been wonderful having you as our man in Alabama for the podcast. Thanks for doing our Alabama Politics Year in Review. Thanks, John. It's been a great year, and I've really enjoyed talking with you about it. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.